It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Welcome to The Shit Show. Listening, this is a 2016 Cloudy Bay Chardonnay. Oh my god. Kia ora everybody and welcome to the first episode of the shit show for the new year. Nicholas, squishy, squish, whatever people want to call you. How the bloody hell are ya? I'm bloody hot, Lucy. It's like oh. 32 degrees here in Blenheim today. It's so hot. Oh, give away our location. Oh, doxed. <laughs> doxed by ourselves. <laughs> yeah. As you can tell, we have not grown up since uh, the turn of the new year. However, Nick, how was your summer? How was your holidays? It's really nice. I didn't have too many holidays because no. I work in the agricultural industry and plants stop, stop, don't stop growing. So. Plants don't stop growing, but that doesn't mean that in 2022 you won't stop growing. We're all about personal growth here at the shit show. <laughs> personal growth, yeah. I've bailed you out of that one. Hey, bailed me out. No. Tractors. How are they? <laughs> Ruby, first cut of the year. Um, Nick, I do want to just bring up quickly um, someone cool that you met last weekend. The, probably the highlight of your summer. Absolutely. I met New Zealand's, I don't know, biggest celebrity, I guess. Yeah. Um, not Dr. me. Not Jacinda. Not you. Not Jacinda. <laughs> maybe Lord? third. Maybe, okay, maybe fourth biggest celebrity. Uh-huh. Dr. Ashley Bloomfield. Yes, and look, full disclosure, Nick's told me the story off Mike, and it just sounds like he's the most wholesome bloody guy in the world. He's so cool. I love him. And he uh, got down on the da- dance floor to apple bottom jeans, did he? He did, but uh, that's between you and me. Oh, just between us and, and whoever's listening, which I don't think many people do. Nah, or will, no. Probably not. Anyway, Lois, how were your holidays? Mine were good. I took my first, like, proper break. It seems like in years. Yeah, and honestly, in years, like, break from Siska. Went down to the Southern Lakes and just no reception, pop-top caravan, good vibes only. Real classic Kiwi shit. No, the most classic Kiwi shit you could imagine. And How good is a Kiwi summer? Fucking so good. It's the first time I've probably enjoyed it, plus being like old enough to just go and do whatever I want. Well, I've been old enough for a while. I'm fucking 24. But like, first time I've taken a break, just chilled out and not worried about what's happening in the world really, which I know is just a very lucky thing to be able to do. How many double scoop ice creams from the dairies did you have? Not from the dairies, but from the ice cream man that comes by the lakes. Ooh. He would always, uh, we do know the ice cream man. So old CJ. Get, old CJ would give us a wee double scoop with a flake and some sherbet if we're lucky. Not a chalky dip? No, actually not a chalky dip because, you know, they melt so quick because it's so hot down there. Just Kiwi things. Just Kiwi things. Anyway, no, I had a wonderful, wonderful holiday, but I'm feeling really sort of energised for the new year, which I know is how you should feel after a holiday. Mm-hmm. I want to know from you, though, mm-hmm. what the weirdest thing you saw on the internet this week was. Now, Luce, 
I know you have because we've been playing the game, but for the purposes of the podcast, I'm going to ask the question anyway. Luce, have you seen all those multicolored squares floating around on Twitter? Yes, and I was such a brat at the start. Like, you know, when you see something um, like going all over Twitter, and I thought it was quite like a millennial sort mm-hmm. of thing to do. And I was like, fuck this word or like, I'm not going to play. It seems lame. But then my like need to be in on all the trends got the better of me. And Flo, my flatmate who we always talk about on Culture Vulture, she told me, her and her family told me to get into it. And then I told y'all, you better get onto Wordle. And it's now we love it. It's such a good thing to do over your morning coffee. It's so good. Like, starts your brain going. Oh, is that your weirdest thing? Of the yeah, yeah, just all these coloured squares floating around. I've got a cool wee fact, actually. Go off. You know the... Um, well, anyone who's seen Wordle around will have known, you know, the, the green, the yellow, and the, yeah. the white little squares. That was started by a Kiwi, like, sharing it and, online. Oh, my God, and doing that to yeah, designate yeah, yeah. the letters. And then Josh, the creator of Wordle. Josh Wardle. Josh Wardle from Wordle. Great jump from Wordle to Wordle. It sounds like a magpie. Wardle, Wardle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll steal all your silver jewellery and then get baked in a pie. And then attack no, my bike. No, that's Blackbird's. Yeah. Oh, Lucy, you've botched it. Oh, anyway, carry on. Oh, Ruby, keep that in. Uh, <laughs> Ruby, I am wrong sometimes. We're not experts at Sizzga. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Anyway. What and was I saying? No. Um, and it's fun? Yeah, and Wordle's really fun, and I've actually incorporated it into the newsletter, so... I don't know how long I'll be doing this for, but I've been sending um, my scores. You guys have been sending back your scores. Really wholesome thing to do. Also, there's a Tereo Māori version of it. Now, a wee birdie did tell me that the person that made the Tereo version um, nicked the code to make it. So, like, you know, you win some, you lose some. We're all about open source here at the shit show. Yeah, and look, I think um, Josh Wardle was actually fine with it or would be actually fine with it. I'm speaking massively on behalf <laughs> yeah, of him. Yeah, I'm sure but he'd be cool. he's not making any money off of his one and, like, he seems like a great guy. He made it for his partner who loves word games. Wholesome. Just wholesome things. Now, Luce, that's enough about Swish. me. What's your favourite? Oh, no. Oh. Well, it could be your favourite, but what's your weirdest thing that you saw on the internet this week? It is also my favourite thing, and considering I've been trying to take a break from the internet, and then this week I got back into it, I just couldn't have been welcomed with a more wholesome and weird thing, but mine was Elmo and Rocco's feud, have you seen the Elmo videos? Again, I was like, this is Elmo shit. Yeah, I know. But then I go onto it and it's like, oh my God, Elmo is savage. Elmo is actually funny as and like so cute. So for anyone that doesn't really know, um, I put a whole lot of videos on the Siska Instagram. But you should care about Instagram. <laughs> Why did I have to say that? You guys Yeah, know just in case you don't know. Who I am. Um, Siska, find it on Instagram. <laughs> shit you should care about. Anyway, so I post a whole lot of videos of Elmo just being complete savage to Rocco this pet rock basically saying Rocco can't talk and like Rocco shouldn't get the good cookie because Elmo wants the good cuckoo cuckoo I'm fucking cuckoo what is it with birds in this podcast <laughs> um and have you seen the what's the go- cookie got to do with the rock so the rock gets the cookie Rocco gets the cookie that Elmo wants and then Elmo's sort of like oh well, I'll just take that because Rocco can't eat. Rocco's not even alive. And he's just real savage. I just spat saying that. I could see Nick watching <laughs> I watched it land on your laptop screen. <laughs> oh, God, don't out me to the people. So anyway, if you haven't seen these videos, it's just really funny. And Elmo's also been tweeting about it. Elmo's a legend. Have you seen the um, meme going around of him being like, 
this, 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 balsamic vinegar. That's a big word for Ella. <laughs> no, you said that. He says it way more sassy and sexual. Like, that's a pretty big word for Alma. Like, <laughs> was Alma like this when we were kids? I don't know, but Ruby, we're going to insert the balsamic vinegar one here because I want you guys to hear it. Right, because it's gross stuff. But it tastes yeah. good when it's put all together. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Onions, garlic. Onions, garlic, celery, balsamic vinegar. Tomato paste. That's a big word for Alma. Okay, Nick, so now that we've talked enough about Almo and Wordle, can you please give me our first news story of the week, of the year? Of the year, of, of the, the entire year. year. So you get a bit of an honour. Go go off, King. Go right, off. so, Novak Djokovic. Novak's Djokovic. Now, listen, you've got to stop with that. I know, because been... I've actually done it to death. You actually have, and you actually didn't think of it. Didn't I? No. Well, I thought of it for myself. Well, I don't think you did. I never saw it anywhere. <laughs> I literally haven't been on the internet, and then I saw it, and Ben said, our little brother, oh, Lucy, you've got to tweet there, broke my Twitter silence, not that I've really been silent anywhere, and tweeted it, and then Nick sent me an article of her news hub. She was so proud of Novak Djokovic, no COVID or whatever. Oh, well, no one's used the second one, the no No, they have. They absolutely have. They have not. Lucy, I thought about it, like... As soon as it came out. Then why didn't you tell... You're meant to be the content, like, oh, I should have just tweeted it myself. Whatever. Anyway. No, it wouldn't have got anywhere. <laughs> I don't have the reach. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your impressions. I'll tell you if you can tweet it. Shut up. Okay, go off with Novax. What's he oh, up to? Well, for those of you who don't know who we're talking about, he's the world's number one men's tennis player, and he's had a little bit of a reputation for a while of being, like, a bit weird and, like, a little bit of a dick, like, mm. flat earth shit, you know, like... Oh. <laughs> like doesn't want to have surgery because he doesn't believe in, like, he wants to be all natural. Oh, you know, that sort of gear. Okay, yep. But, yeah, this year started off for him by getting detained by Australian immigration on the entry to Australia on the way to the Australian Open, the first Grand Slam. Now. Um, yes? Let's rewind a little bit here. So, he thought that he was going to be let into the country and he thought it was all going to be all Gucci for him to go and play, even though he's not vaccinated. Yep. So, mm-hmm. between him and Tennis Australia... Mm-hmm. Um, they thought he was okay to come into the country. On a vaccine exemption. On a vaccine exemption because he had COVID within the last six months. Oh, okay. Which, I don't know, sort of feeds into another kettle of fish. Yeah. Um, but when he arrived at the airport, the immigration officers were like, oh, hold on, that's actually not that kosher. Yeah. And because it is their job to go by the government guidelines and, like, they only know what they know, right? They don't know the ins and outs of what Novax has sort of been talking to (laughs) Tennis Australia and maybe his exemptions and shit like that. Yeah, so it was a little bit complicated and the fans Mm -hmm. were all pissed off and he was pretty mad about it, as you would be, because, you know, like, he hasn't really done anything wrong. Well, he thought he was fine. So, like, coming to Australia, he's, like, fine. He thinks he's got this exemption. He announced it, like, on his social media to his fans. Like, I saw the post being like... I'm coming into Australia to play the Australian Open, non-vaccinated. Like, I'm fine, besties. Mm-hmm. Got him. Not fine. But all of this sort of court dealing and all this stuff has mm-hmm. revealed a couple of things from earlier this month. Well, December, I suppose. Okay. Um, so he allegedly, well, no, he did get COVID on December 16th. He received a positive test oh, result. Shit. But then two days later, there are photos of him at a... At like a children's event, unmasked? taking unmasked, taking photos and like hugging children. So, so it's like you can't have one thing, like go and do what you want here, but then say you've got COVID, so you get an exemption to get. Yeah, children. and we know by now that like 
having a positive test result and then going in like to any public yeah, event, that's like, just let alone with dangerous. children, is like not cool. No. Um, so yeah, no, that's pretty weird and pretty odd and pretty stupid of them. A lot of people are pretty pissed off. Yeah. So like, first of all, lots of diehard tennis fans in Australia because like it's such a fucking huge deal the Australian Open. Um, they they obviously caused a massive stir and were like, fuck you, ScoMo, fuck you, government, like, let him play. And then did his lawyers go in and be like, we're going to fight this because we got the exemption. Yeah. So his as of today, which is Tuesday, his yeah. visa has been reinstated. Right. So he's now allowed into Australia. Right. And is allowed to play the Australian Open. But the Australian Minister for Immigration is considering ordering his removal from Australia. Jesus. So another, which would also mean he's he isn't allowed to return for three years. Oh my god. Um. So just yeah. Like just before recording this, like half an hour ago, the minister said that he won't make a decision today. Like as noted yesterday in court, Minister Hawke is considering whether to cancel Mr. Djokovic's visa. In line with due process, Minister Hawke will thoroughly consider the matter. So imagine that. Ima- so imagine the outrage there because, like, one, they're okay. There's so many layers to this. He came in thinking he was fine, and then when you say you're fine, but you're not really fine, and then he got um, put in a hotel where like over thirty asylum seekers and refugees have been there. One of them, not- notably, has been there for over nine years, mm. not allowed out. And so people have been like, if you're letting out Novak, fucking let out the asylum seekers, the refugees that have been here for nine years. Like, don't set one precedent and not another. Traditionally, Australia hasn't been great with refugees and, you know, Fuck Christmas no. Island and all that sort of stuff. But that's no. another. Well, yeah, but but no, that's like this story as well. It's like, well, if you're going to bend the rules for someone that, like got money and power then like it just shows where you know you're putting your energy and you know people with money always do fucking come out on top but that's just one really easy sort of comparison people have been making i don't know if it's the fairest comparison because there's obviously a lot of factors that go into you know like big sports stars and what they bring to the country and blah 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 I don't care that much for the Australian Open, so, like, I'm quite happy to side with the people that have been living there for nine years and would like to get out. I do think it's really interesting, like, kind of the back and forth that you've just mentioned about he got the exemption and then turns out the exemption wasn't valid, but then he went to court and they were like, oh, the government didn't follow due process, so you are actually allowed to play. And then now there's the potential that, again, they could be like, actually, no, you're not. And it's just going to show what a shit show it all sort of mm-hmm. is. I think the Australian government knew that he'd probably get away or get led into the country with this appeal. Mm. And they were sort of banking on the second option as to properly keeping out of the country. But oh, do you think they will? Or you, I don't know. No, I don't know. I don't know. We'll keep you guys updated. Um, I do think it's funny, another missed pun that I don't know if I'll use. Maybe I will, but again, we're not really in the game of sports coverage, but like people saying his his court battle, his court battle, but like his real court battle (laughs) is the tennis court battle. And I'm like, bro, y'all have been missing some good headlines here. I've seen some good tweets like, this is the only time someone's ever gotten out of the Australian Open for not hitting two shots or something like that. Oh my God. Okay, that's funny. Right, well, look, we'll have to keep tabs on Novaks, mm-hmm. but it would be quite a stir if he got fully kicked out for three years, wouldn't it? Mm. 
Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Mm-hmm. So, Lucy, on a totally different tangent, you're going to talk about, it says here, Bored Ape Yacht Club. What the fuck is that? Yeah. Well, uh, this is something that I've been seeing in my echo chamber online everywhere and like it's stupid to me but it's also something that i think like we can't not talk about so the bored ape yacht club is a collection of ten thousand ape avatars that individually like act as tickets to this sort of social club or online social club and they're nfts so they're basically digital images that anyone could right-click save as, except for these NFTs have generated more than a billion dollars in sales so far. Holy shit. So there's 10,000 apes. You can buy one at the moment. I mean, they've all been sold, right? So you can repurchase them on a marketplace called OpenSea. And by buying one, you have access to, like... Basically, this digital social club. It's like a gentleman's club, but the online Web3 crypto bro version. How many more buzzwords can you cram into that one? I know. Well, literally, NFT, Web3. You know what? If you don't understand any of these buzzwords, do you know what? What? Do you know what, Nick? I do. I know what you're going to say. Go. Go use that. There are plenty of episodes of Extremely Online that you can find on the shit you should care about. Reels? Yeah, well, Instagram video little tab. Instagram video tab. And we explain them all. But essentially, so like you've... I don't know if you guys would have seen bored apes, but they kind of look... They're just like cartoons of apes looking real chill. As soon as you Google it, you'll know what... You will have seen it. Yeah. It's like the gorillas walked so bored ape could... Bored ape yacht club could run sort of thing. Anyway, um, so the bored ape yacht club is the club, the Bored Apes, are the digital images that you can buy. Eminem bought one for $462,000 US. Um, Jimmy Fallon owns one. Steph Curry owns one. So they've sort of become like... It's a, a hell of a club, isn't it? It's, yeah. Now it's just like this elitist like power token and you make them your like Twitter fucking icon and you make them just like your little... Persona. First yeah, owner. you make them your little persona. So the current minimum cost for a Bored Ape Yacht Club NFT is about 70 Ether, which is the (laughs) cryptocurrency Ethereum. Um, And the minimum price right now is $266,000. Go back like two years ago. If I said to you, Bored Ape Yacht Club NFT costs 70 Ether, you wouldn't know what in the hell I'm talking about. And to be honest, for a lot of people... They still they don't know. They still are like, what the fuck, Lucy? Actually, shut up. But, guys, I'm just at least trying to give you the buzzwords to, to keep you in the know for if some crypto bro takes you on a date or something one time and tries to talk to you about this stuff. I am here to help. So, board- If they've got a board ape as their profile picture, swipe left. Oh, yeah, yeah. Or, you know, they've got some money, so swipe right, cha-ching. Click the bag. Anyway, so Board Ape Yacht Club has done a few things to keep their owners interested. So because they only have 10,000 and 
you know, they're going for a minimum of about 300 grand right now. Um, they've also created the Bored Ape Kennel Club, which offers owners the opportunity to adopt a dog NFT that sort of looks like the Bored Apes. They have a very distinct look. Um, there's also now, now this sounds fucked, and it is, digital vials of mutant serum. So, what? Yeah, owners can mix their Bored Ape with the serum to create a mutant ape NFT. So, um... You can basically mix two apes together, an ape with a serum, and create like an offspring, like a bootleg version of the Board Ape Yacht Club apes. And they also sell for so much fucking money. If anybody's listening to this that has enough money to do this shit, just give it to me. Yeah. This is useless. We'll invest it it for you. Give it to me. No, I won't even invest it. I'll buy something stupid. Yeah. But it's better use than that. I know. And like, it's not lost on me, like, I hate sounding so cynical about this shit, but it's like it's also fucking bad for the environment. Like to mine the coins just to buy these, let alone the NFTs going on the blockchain. And again, this is all over my head. I know the words to use, uh, but that's all you need to know is that it's really bad for the environment. Now, the funny thing is, and I know I was just saying that I didn't want to sound cynical, but this is funny to me. Apes have been getting stolen, which absolutely is like the one thing one of the things that is not supposed to happen with like the blockchain or nfts sounds like madagascar yeah (laughs) the apes have escaped the apes have escaped so one collector fell prey to like a phishing scam he lost his collection of apes which no he lost his collection of nfts which had quite a few board ape yacht club nfts worth 2.28 million dollars usd and in a now iconic tweet, he wrote, I've been hacked, all my apes gone. And then I think, like, help me. And then so OpenSea, which is, like, where people trade NFTs, they actually froze, like, the stolen NFTs, which didn't go down with didn't go down well with, like, a lot of crypto bros because the whole point of this whole thing is that, like, it's all meant to be decentralized. No one really holds the power. Like, what happens, happens. If you lose your password, you lose everything. One guy accidentally sold um, a board ape for what was meant to be 300 grand, and he typed a decimal point in wrong and sold it for three grand. And he tweeted something like, this is how the NFT game goes. Like, no one can change anything. You do good, you do good, you do bad things. It goes bad. But OpenSea did step in as a central figure here. I mean, if I sold a JPEG of an ape for three grand, I'd be pretty happy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry, this is all ridiculous, isn't it? Yes, it is. And it's extremely pretentious. So now, Nick, it's like... There's more? Yeah, there is more. So it's like... Because all it is is at the moment is like this show of wealth, right? Yeah. But it's turned into a little bit more. So now it's moving off chain, which means off the blockchain, which is... Literally, like, the opposite of what decentralized, you know, this whole, like, mindset of crypto stuff is. It's like, they are fully buying in now to this, like, brand-driven, like, centralized sort of society that we already live in. These, there's a board Ape game being made, mobile game. Some board Apes have partnered with Adidas on Adidas's last, like, NFT collection or latest NFT collection. One Ape was on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine, and then they sold that cover. This makes me want to bang my head against the wall. I know. 
I know. It's, it, it is. It's fucked. So many better things to do with your money. I'm sorry. Oh my God. Last thing, last fucked up thing is that what, like, because once you've got your ape, you've got all the commercial rights to your ape. Like, you own your ape. No oh one else God, does. You've unless got the commercial rights to your ape. Unless I copy and paste Fuck it. Sake. But so, like, one bored ape owner set up a Twitter account for his ape. He created this whole backstory and turned him into Jenkins, who is a valet that works for the yacht club. In September, Jenkins was signed to a real world agency. Like, he's got a manager now. He's getting his own biography written in part by New York Times bestseller Neil Strauss and Universal Music Group has invested as well by signing a band consisting of three bored apes and one mutant ape so one ape that's been made with the serum so it's like this is actually all just so fucked and people are just making money and it's like I don't know it's a show of elite Jimmy Fallon has one it's just a way for rich people to get richer, isn't it? And to get rid of their money. Oh, like, just it, yeah. stop the bus, I want to get off. I know. It's like I saw someone um, tweet, like, it's like how rich people own Rolexes to show you that they're rich, but... Um, like At least the- Rolexes can tell the time. Yeah. What can a fucking ape do? Nothing. Yeah. Can't even eat bananas, because it's just a picture. But like a bored ape, you can tell when someone's got a knockoff Rolex... But could you tell if someone had a knockoff board ape? Like, I could save a pretty HD version of it. I also saw Adidas Originals had bought a board ape as well, made it their fucking icon on Twitter. Anyway, so that's the world these days. I'm sorry, but there's bigger fish to fry than board apes, even though I've just spent... Like, half an hour ago. Half an hour <laughs> fucking talking about it. But I don't know, I'm just like, rich people, eh? Rich people. If anybody wants to buy a Cisco NFT, let me know. Slide into the DMs. I'm oh looking God. to set one up. Imagine um, that. People like... <laughs> bored Lucy's. <laughs> bored Lucy's. <laughs> bored shit show listeners after listening to me <laughs> fucking talk about that for 30 minutes. Nick, please tell me you have another news story for me. Um, have you guys heard of this thing called Omicron? <laughs> oh, yeah. I think we actually did a really good episode on Omicron. Oh, my God. It. Since then, Omicron. it has gone berserk. Yes. Bonkers. It's... It- Bonkers. Some people pay for thrills. I get Omicron for free. I'm not just living my life. I've got Omicron. I'm sick. Was okay. that a recognisable song? <laughs> Bonkers. Okay, Nick's just letting me talk now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just, I just wanted to see where that went. Oh, God. Anyway, Nick, give us an update. You want to keep that in? Of- <laughs> you sure? <laughs> Nick, since we talked about Omicron last, what's give us an update. Um, like three million and three hundred and seventy thousand infections last week, like in the US alone. Like, no, that's one in one hundred people. That's in actually the United cooked. States. Like not getting infected through this entire pandemic, getting infected last week. Last week. So, what? That's like almost the population of New Zealand. Yeah, that's basically like. The population, well, a bit less, of New Zealand getting infected with Yeah. But anyway, like, scrolling through any social media, it's like, oh, I've got COVID. I've got COVID. This person has COVID. Um, And it's, like, highly – so with Omicron, it's highly, obviously, transmissible, but it's not so, so, like, detrimental unless you're immunocompromised. Well, the New York Times is reporting that deaths are starting to spike in American cities – with the peak sort of being like around 21 days after the oh. peak of the infections. So I don't think we're out of the woods mm. yet with Omicron. So Well, shit, no. Obviously, everybody 
keep wearing masks in 95s and get boosters and all that sort of shit. Yeah. Um, How's New Zealand doing on the Omicron front? We've only got Omicron and MIQ. Yeah. For okay. now. Um, we've basically, like, I don't know, not eliminated Delta, but, like, we've only had, like, it seems like 14 cases over the past day and things like that. Aww. So good for us. I'm but- really proud of New Zealand. It must have been, look, I hope Ashley Bloomfield was actually celebrating a little bit when he- when you saw him. Can confirm, did have a couple beers. Can confirm, good, because, like, that's fucking great. And I'm so proud of the country for, like, over 90% who can get vaccinated. Vaccinated. Auckland, 97%. Go off Auckland. Tamaki Mikado, we stand. We stand. Um, also, in regards to Omicron, COVID, all that shit. Mm-hmm. All that shit. All it's, that it's, shit. It's actually quite serious. It's quite serious, but look, we've been talking about apes, so yeah. we can add a bit of a lighter touch to Omicron. Um, the CDC basically has given up. Oh, the CDC and is fucking Twitter, like, Twitter went, went in. Twitter did go in. The memes have been good about that. Not mm-hmm. so good that they sort of don't care anymore, but... Yeah, so the CDC, for everyone who doesn't know, is like the people in the US that are in charge of... The Centre for Disease Control. Yeah, looking after the country. And what? They turned the isolation period from a 10-day period to a 5-day period. They basically said, oh, I'll just get back to work. Well, yeah, the yeah. economy's like sort of suffering. Fuck. Just, I don't know, toughen up. No, 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 no. They honestly, yeah, they actually cooked it there and um, people were not happy. And, you know, the great resignation and go off. I'm sure there's people out here listening to this with COVID right now. And if you are, please look after yourself. Oh, my God. Yeah. Like, I've been, I mean, the only way I've been really seeing it is through TikToks and stuff. It looks terrible. It doesn't look fun. It so does not look I do, fun. I do feel for you guys. Oh, anyone that's getting it, I feel for you. And it's like, it's not like anyone ever goes out there, one, to get it, or two, to spread it. So also just... Novak. Yeah, unless you're fucking Novax. But, um, yeah, we feel for you. I actually get a lot of responses to the newsletter of people being like, um, I listen to your podcast and it's really getting me through COVID right now, or like, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, holy shit. Like, it is. it does feel a bit removed from New Zealand, mm. which is, you know, down to our great response and the great people that have like done what we need to do but yeah fucking it just does not look nice mm. another health related news lucy what's going on with a man and a pig oh my god no <laughs> <laughs> they have bread yes. and now we have board man pig club beer man, beer man pig, that was a that was your best segue yet <laughs> So what's going on with a man and a pig is that a US man has become the first person in the world to get a heart transplant from a genetically modified pig. Now, a man called David Bennett, who's 57, is doing well at this point in time. Um, Three days after he had an experimental seven-hour procedure where he got a transplant of a genetically modified heart from a pig. Now, this was, like, this doesn't just happen sort of willy-nilly. It was actually David Bennett's, like, last hope. He was too sick to have any other procedures, and um, it was literally his last hope of sort of saving his life. No one knows what the long-term sort of rates of survival were going to be, but he said it was either do the transplant or die, and organs are so hard to come by like organ donors and transplants of shit like that there's waiting lists for so long like they're really really sort of few and far between and so 
this is kind of like it could be quite an amazing breakthrough should it work. I mean, there's a whole nother discussion about whether, you know, you should be doing this to animals for the better of people. But I don't know the science behind, like, if the animal has already, you know, how when people pass away and then you use their organs for a set amount of time, you can transplant them. Like, are the pigs I'm sure this wasn't the case with the pig. Yeah, okay. I'm to be honest. Uh, yeah. So I did read a little bit about this. It was something about the sugar levels in the, um, in the heart cells, right? Yeah, so the pig had undergone gene editing to remove a sugar in its cells, which is responsible for that really, like, hyper-fast sort of organ rejection that can happen um, in humans. But the University of Maryland Medical Center were actually the people that made this possible and made it happen, but literally they were granted, like, special, special sort of ability or access to do this under US regulation, like, on the basis that without this, Mr. Bennett would have died, and I guess he would have rather tried this and it benefit humanity potentially. Um, than do nothing at all. This has actually happened before. It's never worked, but with other animals, people have been trying it, but patients always rapidly reject the organs. In 1984, a baby called Faye, who was an infant who was dying, lived 21 days with a baboon heart. Hmm. So it's it's quite amazing science, and it has been going on for quite a while, and it'll be really interesting to see whether... I mean, whether this works for David Bennett, obviously it's already given him three extra days that he might not have had initially. And, yeah, we'll keep you guys in the loop with this story as well. Yeah, it sounds pretty interesting. I hope it works. So do I. I think it could be quite amazing. It's just the the things that fucking scientists can do. Instead of sitting around buying bored apes, they're changing the future. Maybe invest our money into shit like that mm. rather than... <laughs> Little pictures. Oh, well, Luce, it must be time for the good news story of the week, isn't it? It is a good news story, which starts off with a bad news story because it's about Betty White. R.I.P. to the goat. Yeah, literally to the goat. Um, As we all know, right before her 100th birthday and the turn of the new year, Betty White unfortunately did pass away. But a bar in Wisconsin um, let patrons buy beers for Betty. So you know how sometimes in cafes you can buy a coffee for someone that can't afford it and just mm-hmm. prepay a coffee? So they let people prepay beers for Betty White um, because her husband grew up in Wisconsin and would come to the bar. And so they felt this connection to Betty White and they were all, like, really upset when she passed away. So anyway, um, they started this thing called Beers for Betty and 41 people did it at the start and, like, put up, um, bought a suspended beer in honour of Betty. And then they ended up actually getting to 336 beers so far since her passing, and they're donating all the money at the moment to local animal shelters. And they've started this thing that's going to run for the whole of January called Beers for Betty. And it's just cute that people are going in there and, like, buying a beer for themselves and a beer for Betty, and um, the money's all going to animal shelters. That so is cute. cute. I kind of wish they were buying a board ape NFT with it, but whatever. Board ape NFTs for Betty. No, that would sort of be doing her a disservice. I reckon. I think they? so too. Yeah, maybe we'll. No, imagine if someone tried to make Betty White NFTs. That's actually no. Oh, we don't stand. We don't stand. But that no. is a really nice story, Liz. Yeah, that's a good story. Eh? Do you have for me our favourite part that we always think about? 
A comment of the week this week. I do. Well prepared, obviously. On you. Legend. It was on your post about the anti-vax leader telling his followers that drinking their own pee will cure COVID-19. Now, this post was full of great comments. I know. Um, A couple notable mentions. Let them do it. Yep. Um, And y'all better not correct them either. (laughs) Yep. Um, But my personal favorite is Darwin was right. (laughs) I don't get that one. Darwin's theory of natural selection, Lucy. Oh, God. So, Nick, I reckon I'm not the only one that wouldn't have got that, but it got so many likes. I was all like, oh, my God, someone explain it to me. <laughs> I also liked They Need Therapy, P-E-E. You're insane. You're insane. No, honestly, these these comments made my day. And also, like, the only person that can tell me to survive on my own pee is Bear Grylls, and that's all I'm saying. <laughs> anyway, my comment on the week was on one of my mundane... Yeah. was on one of my mundane polls the other day about whether you think it's much ado about nothing or much ado about nothing. And someone commented on it saying, ah, yes, the famous Shakespeare play, <laughs> Much Ado About Nothing. And I was just like, go oh, yeah. off. Yeah, check, mate. That is a great comment. You guys are really, you're pulling out all the stops at the moment. You're giving me content here. You're smarter than Lucy. You are. Sure. You guys should be writing the newsletters, doing all the posting. It's fucking great. Speaking of doing all the posting, Nick, you have been doing an amazing job on the shit show. Thank you. Not with the shit show Instagram and on the shit show itself. Like, just fucking, I reckon 2022 is going to be our year. And to all of you listening, we're manifesting that for you. Nick, Please tell the people where they can find you. And Ashley Bloomfield, if you're listening, where can you where um, you can follow Nick? Um, seamless. I know. You can find me behind the keys at the Shit Show Instagram. Just whack it into the search bar. You're sure to find it. Nice. You're also on Twitter, aren't you, for the Shit Show? I am, but I don't use it quite as much. Oh, okay. So no one go there. Oh, you can follow me if you like. <laughs> well, you can follow... Oh, shit, you should care about got verified on Twitter the oh, other no, day. I saw that. Pretty cool. Yo, so cool. Um, you can find me... Mostly behind the other end of the morning newsletter. Um, you can subscribe to that basically everywhere. Link in bio, link on Twitter. We are Siska Bout on Twitter, shit you should care about on Instagram. And you should also listen to Culture Vulture, which is our pop culture podcast, which is back in your ears. What's well, it? Back in your ears now, actually. We've restarted for the year. And. Yeah, just have a bloody good rest of your New Zealand summer and winter, if it's winter where you are. Stay safe, everybody. Yeah, please do stay safe, and we'll talk to you again next week. Ciao. Bye.